rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,413. It's inevitable that you will face challenges. These are complex programs. It's not easy to put a vehicle on the road. It's not easy to implement new technology into a vehicle. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Los Angeles, California, Paul Rivera. Hey, Paul, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up and I'm ready for a fun ride. All right, here we go. Paul Rivera is the recently appointed CEO of Electromechanica, a designer and manufacturer of electric vehicles. He is currently overseeing the production and launch of the company's innovative electric single-seater solo vehicle designed to revolutionize the way people commute. Before joining Electromechanica, Paul most recently served as president of Ricardo USA, a 100-year-old global engineering strategic and environmental consultancy business focusing on designing, engineering, and testing vehicle systems, as well as a niche manufacturer of high-performance products. He has more than two decades of experience in the automotive transportation and energy sectors, and Cars Yow listeners will remember my good friend Henry Reisner, who's been a guest on the show from Intermechanica, now a part of this brand, as a past guest, and he is the president of this company. Hopefully, I can get Henry back on the show, too. I know he's very busy, though. He's always flying to China back and forth. He's, he's a busy guy like you are. Paul, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles? First of all, Mark, thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. But um, yeah, my my background is primarily automotive, 25 plus years of experience in the automotive industry and uh, in multiple different roles through multiple different companies. And I've worked all around the world. I've been uh, in more than 60 countries and worked all around the world. The last 15 years, I've worked primarily in the advanced tech space. So starting with compressed natural gas systems and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, and then into hybridization and EVs, and then more recently connected and autonomous vehicles as well. And I I think the thing that's pretty unique is I have got a pretty good background living through very complex vehicle programs or engineering programs that require thought process to deliver and to execute a plan. 
And as, as you mentioned, Ricardo, as the former president of Ricardo, which is a very well-known engineering technical consultancy, uh, we would work on you know more than 600 projects a year around the world. And I feel like that background enabled me to really see what, what works well and what doesn't work well, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we did projects for the traditional OEMs, the tier one suppliers, as well as the new entrants and the startups, primarily here in California in the EV space. And uh, for me, uh, I've learned that it's very hard to build brick and mortar at the same time that you're launching a vehicle into production. And so this is the challenge. And I feel like we're poised and ready to go. We're right there. We're excited. And I'm excited to talk to you. Well, this is cool. You know, what comes to mind when you say that is Tesla and Elon Musk, if you want to talk about brick and mortar in a car at the same time. But we won't go down that path. I want to talk about what you're doing today in solo. But before we do, I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success in business and life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Paul, grab the wheel. Yeah, for for me, it's always been, I always look at things like a three-legged stool, right? I've always said to my team that to build a, sex, a successful company or to build a successful relationship in the uh, in the space, you need to have a very, very clear vision uh, as one leg of the stool with a plan to execute that vision. You need to have great products, great engineering, and you need in the third leg of the stool an incredible team of people to to deliver that. And so for me, without those three elements, of course, the stool is wobbly and it falls over. You need all three to provide stability. You know, I'm smiling here because uh, a company I used to run, I used that very same analogy for us. And whenever things would kind of go off the rails, I'd always talk about, well, one of the stools is missing here, guys. That's why the stool's not, not sitting upright. It's falling over. Where have we gone wrong? Uh, but I think it's a, you're exactly right. You need so many parts. And with what you're doing, especially with this new company, Solo, and this new vehicle, my gosh, uh, if you don't have those three things, there's no way you're ever going to get that thing rolling down the road. Uh, it's a fantastic way to think about almost any part of life and business. Uh, brilliant. I love it. Well, before we get into the details of this company, I want to have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy? I mean, the earliest thing I can remember and this is going to sound silly, but the earliest thing I can remember is my father buying his VW Bug. I won't tell you what year that was because that would that would date me. But I remember being about two years old, standing on my father's lap with the steering wheel in my hand, overlooking the steering wheel in that VW Bug. And I remember my father opening up the uh, back hood of the car, if you remember the back hood of those cars, oh, yeah. and, tinker, and tinkering with it quite a bit, actually, in those days. And I, I just remember between that car that he had and then ultimately later an MG, it probably started from there. I was just excited and, and always loved cars, always had a passion for cars and learning more about cars and was always into it. Yeah. You know, those old VW bugs, my sister, my parents bought her one when she turned 16 and I gave it to a friend of mine to paint because it was a little rough on the outside. He painted it in his garage. I remember this beautiful metallic blue, and I went over there and helped him work on it to get it running for my sister because I had a Carmagia at the time, so I was pretty Great well car. versed on yeah on, on those cars. That was my poor man's Porsche, but I don't think anybody can look at a Volkswagen Bug without smiling. 
because they're just one of those iconic vehicles. And of course, they have a bit of a relationship to the old Porsches and the 356s and the, the cars that Henry builds. Uh, they're at Intermechanic. Absolutely. They, they do. So you're right. And uh, like I said, that's just my earliest memory. And I think from there it started. Yeah. Well, no doubt. It was a great place. My son, when he was eight, that was the first car he ever drove. Uh, was out on a farm up in the San Juan Islands was a uh, 1973 Volkswagen Beetle that he ended up getting that car and then we fixed it up and sold it to a friend and he still drives it around Gig Harbor. I still see it driving around town. Those so things cool. just never give up. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun. Great car to learn to drive on too. They're very easy to drive. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down in your life because you've been involved in so many startups, techs. I mean, some of these innovative automotive technologies that now we're all starting to hear about, autonomous cars, electric cars. I mean, all this stuff that's happening at such a fast pace. I want to ask you if you've uh, been up against a big challenge or a big failure, certainly challenges, that's no doubt. But walk us through one and then tell us how that experience became a learning lesson and how you came out positive on the other side of it. Yeah, I I think that you're right. In, In my role, especially coming from an engineering services background or technical consultancy background, it's inevitable that you will face challenges. These are complex programs. It's not easy to put a vehicle on the road. It's not easy to implement new technology into a vehicle. So while I'd like to say that every program has gone swimmingly in in my career, I can tell you that without naming names, there's probably been a couple of instances where we've really, really had challenges, and it was it, it's painful to see a disappointed customer, right? And for me, the joy comes when we take when we take an opportunity where there's a disappointed customer, maybe because we didn't deliver something in the time period that we had expected, or maybe be because there was an unforeseen challenge, a technical challenge we didn't know about, and we turn that around and we delight at the end. We're able to work through it, and we we end up delighting at the end. And I think that all of those failures, you know, they've helped me grow into the position that I'm in today, first of all. You know, as you said, you learn from these failures. And let's face it, while this, while the automotive industry is not rocket science and it's not brain surgery, the facts are automobiles are becoming more and more and more complex. The systems in automobiles are becoming more and more complex and safety is paramount. Lives are at stake. And so for sure, uh, while it may not be brain surgery, it is important that we get it right. You know, you mentioned a couple things here. One is the customer, uh, whatever that customer is for your type of business. Let me ask you this. If you're faced with a challenge like that and you haven't delivered the way the customer wants, what are some of the things that you've done that might help somebody listening who's faced with the same kind of challenge? They've disappointed a customer in some way. What are some of the first steps you take to help Rectify that situation, number one, save that customer, number two, and then deliver, number three. Yeah, I think it comes down to to, uh, listening and then communication, right? I think it becomes really, really, and, and, you know, we could talk about this a little bit later in the discussion here, but I think it becomes putting important to put yourself in the customer's shoes. What were they expecting? What did they think was going to happen? Where's the disconnect? Is it because of a technical issue? Is it because of some sort of uh, a challenge that was unforeseen by both sides? And um, it's learning how to listen, first of all, learning how to work with the customer and find a path to mitigation, and then learning how to together work the plan 
and knock off all of the little the little steps of the process so that you can overcome the challenge and, and deliver at the end of the day. And ultimately, I've always found, Mark, honesty is the best policy. I've just found in my career that being honest and working with an honest mindset has been integral in my success. You know, I'm smiling here because I worked for many years in a company where we produced products for people, car care products in particular. And one of the things I would tell the call center when a customer would call who was upset, maybe a product didn't deliver what they wanted or it wasn't working the way they wanted or it just didn't show up or something, was Stephen Covey's, uh, out of his book, Seven Habits, uh, Habit Five, first listen to understand, then speak to be understood. And it's exactly what you just said. Sometimes if you just stop and listen and don't pre-regurgitate what you think <laughs> the customer's experiencing, but really listen to them. Uh, you can achieve great things. And if a customer knows you're listening to them, I think half the battle is won right there. Do you feel that exactly. way? Exactly. It's something that I try very hard to employ in, in my life in general, not just in my professional life, but in my personal life. Listening, it's being measured. It's being thoughtful in my responses. Yeah. Yeah. My wife taught me that years ago. And after 35 years of marriage, I think I've got it figured out. Where, where do you think where do you think I've learned it? Same. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just listen. I, I remember years ago my wife saying to me, I just need you to listen. Don't solve my problem. Just listen. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, you, you and I can relate on that. I'll shut up now. And I'll try to be a better listener. It's very hard, especially for us guys for some reason. I don't get it, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, let's have a little bit of fun uh, before I get into more trouble here because she might be listening. Uh, what was your first? really special vehicle and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Uh, I, I laughed. I chuckled to myself when I thought about this. My very first car coming out of college against my parents' wishes was a brand new Pontiac Firebird that I could not afford. Uh, blue with T-tops, a 2.8 liter V6. And I'll tell you that um, that car was special to me. I, I thought I was something special driving that car. You asked me to to uh, to recant a memory. I remember very clearly driving that car through New York uh, on a summer night with a date, you know, and just thinking, how cool am I that I'm driving my new Firebird with this date through New York? It was just great at the time. Yeah, those are awesome cars. I mean, iconic cars today, when you really think about it. And uh, yeah, the T-tops. And uh, did you have a big eagle on the hood? Yeah, yeah, of course it did. Of Somebody course, else yeah. asked me that earlier today. <laughs> the Golden Eagle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you and Burt Reynolds riding yeah, I, the ride. Well, I, think, a good time. I think anybody who saw Smokey and the Bandit saw the car and said, I want one of those. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they sold more cars. That was a brilliant marketing. Same with Aston Martin with the DB5. I mean, it was just brilliant. Uh, uh, think about the brand, the iconic brand nature that's still going on with James Bond with the uh, Aston Martin brand. But uh yeah, they sold a lot of Pontiac Firebirds after Smokey and the Bandit. Is that the car you have seller's remorse about, or is there a different car? I think that's the car I have seller remorse about. I mean, it's always, you know what's funny? I become attached to all my cars. So when they all go out the door, for whatever reason, there's a part of me that goes out the door with them. And I think it's, it, I'm excited to move on always to my next new adventure. But at the same time, I think it's just you build so many memories in your cars, you know, and, and uh, when one goes out the door, I always have some remorse, but that one in particular, of course, that one was, it was very sad when that went. Yeah. Well, you talk about memories, and I think that's the key, and especially when you see cars that become popular decades later, the, those cars that you and I wanted as a kid, 
I wasn't lucky enough to have a Pontiac Firebird when I was in high school. I was driving an old used car, but uh, those are cars we wish we had that we could get now that we have maybe a few more coins to rub together. And that's why you see these trends happening over the decades of certain cars. Now we see it with cars of the 80s because we've got younger people, younger than me, I should say, that are looking back at cars that were popular in the 80s and 90s. So you see that trend kind of buckle up. Well, let's move forward to Electromechanica. I would love for you to share a lot more with my listeners about this brand. I've been dying to learn more about it. I've been bugging Henry, but he's so darn busy, I can never get him to slow down enough to come back on the show. But I'm glad we have you now. Tell our listeners all about this brand, where it came from. Of course, the name Mechanica, if you think back, I'm going to have you share that too. And it goes with uh, Auto Mechanica and the Reisner family and all that. But kind of walk us through that and then bring us up to what's going on with this car now. And what is this vehicle all about? Because it's something very unique and very different. It is. I think that um, it's important for for people to realize the journey here a little bit, right? The former CEO of the company, who's still very involved in our company as one of our directors, Jerry Kroll, he is a car fanatic and Vancouver-based gentleman and and uh, Intermechanica was based in Vancouver as well. And Jerry would pass by the uh, offices and the shop of Intermechanica for, you know, for years and built a friendship with, with Frank Reisner at the time and then Henry at the time as well. And um, it was Jerry who had, he's just so progressive and so visionary. And he had this idea of, of building a car that, that just really satisfied commuters, right? I mean, if you think about commuters and the facts are that 76%, especially in America, 76% of the people that go to and from work, they like to drive their own vehicle and they leave three to four empty seats next to them every time they go to work. The idea that, that Jerry had was, well, what if we create a car that's specifically purpose-built for the commuter, a single-person personal transit, basically? And um, when he had that idea, the very first person he went to was Henry, because Henry was right there, and he had been friends with Henry for years and and uh, knew that Henry's skills and Intermechanica's skills at building cars since 1959 w- would be critical to helping him launch the company. And so the company uh, was founded back in 2015, and it became public in August of 2018. And kudos to Jerry for recognizing that um, while he was visionary, he really wanted to bring somebody in who knew how to execute a vehicle platform and take the vehicle into production. And and, um, I was lucky enough to get tapped on the shoulder. So I'm really excited by my new role as the CEO of the company. For me, it's the culmination of many years of experience, and uh, it's fulfilling a dream for me as well. The idea of leading the final engineering, the production, and the launch of the Solo, especially with such a cool vehicle, is really a thrill for me. And to get the press that we're getting lately, we're getting such good press. So, for example, Forbes magazine just recently or just recently here said it's one of the coolest cars of 2020. That's really, really exciting for me. And I became I, I, I came here because of the solid foundation put in place by Jerry as the previous CEO and the team. The fact is, Mark, that the vehicle is already engineered. We have a strong manufacturing partner in China already. The production line is already set up. It's tooled. The workers have been trained. We've already delivered our alpha cars and our beta cars into testing, and we're now 
testing our pilot production vehicles and going through validation. So we are so close right now. We are so close. And it's just a thrill to be this close and be on the cusp of delivering these vehicles into the market. Well, tell our listeners, you got me excited. Tell our listeners more about the specific car. Because when I think about what I know of Henry, and I've known Henry for decades and what he built, uh, those listeners will remember when he was on the show, Intermechanica builds replica Porsche Speedsters, the old 356 Speedster, the Roadster. They build Kluba wagons. Uh, they've done this for a long, long time. Henry's dad, Frank, kind of started all this. There's a great story when you listen to Henry's show uh, back when he was on, I think he was one of the top first 100 guests I've had here. And the fact that what you're building now is very much kind of the same thing, although it's electric, right? Yeah, it, it's very different in the sense it's it's not like the Roadster, although there are plans for us to have an electrified Roadster too, which we can talk about in a minute. But the Solo in particular, the Solo is is meant for a single person to drive the vehicle. It has a an electric range of about 100 miles. It has a top speed of almost 90 miles per hour, so no trouble driving it on the highway or accelerating and overtaking, you know, another vehicle or coming off of a coming onto an on-ramp, let's say. The beautiful thing about the vehicle is that um, you're, you're, you're covered. You're, it's, it's an auto cycle. It's classified as an auto cycle. So it's a three-wheeled vehicle, and you're covered, and you're protected from the elements, and you have a normal seat and a normal restraint system in it, and you have all the creature comforts that you would be used to in, in a normal uh, passenger car. So you have you know your Bluetooth for connectivity and things like that, a normal steering wheel right? And a backup camera when you reverse, but you're protected from the elements. You're not outside. You're you're not on a two-wheeled motorcycle, which is a bit more dangerous. You're not in a passenger car, which is bigger. So this vehicle, Mark, is exciting because the styling is cool. It's very unique. If you want to be a trendsetter, it's some it's it's something that trendsetters are going to want to to be seen in. I can tell you, I've been around some of the most exotic cars in the world, but I happen to drive a Solo in Arizona, and it's amazing the amount of people that come up to me and they want to learn more about that vehicle and where do they get one? How do they sign up for one? And the fact that it's electric and that it's meant for a single person to drive it to and from work. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it's a very unique looking vehicle too. You listeners can go to Electra Mechanica, M-E-C-C-A-N-I-C-A.com. You'll immediately see what we're talking about here. It's a very unique looking vehicle. When I look at it, the front of it looks like kind of just a normal car. It's smaller. But then the back almost looks like a helicopter or airplane or something. I mean, it's it's just an amazing looking thing. I can't imagine what it must be like driving it around. And you're driving one in Arizona. Yes, I am. And and um, we have several on the road. We've already delivered our pilot production into Canada and the United States. We're doing final engineering tweaks and validations. So we're getting ready for you know the official production launch. And uh, like I said, it gets a lot of looks. One thing that's important to point out, too, is that while it's a great consumer car and it's meant for commuters, you have to picture that this vehicle has a lot of other uses as well. You can imagine that this vehicle would be perfect for parcel delivery in cities where there's congestion taxes and where EVs are favored, places like Paris and London, for example. You could picture that a company like Amazon could use this to deliver. You could picture UPS would use it. Or you could even picture that somebody like Do- a company like Domino's Pizza could, could use this to deliver pizzas. On top of that, 
You could also imagine that this is the perfect vehicle that could be used for shared mobility as well, right? Where you get in on one side of the city and drop it on the other side of the city. Or if you're at a hotel, you get into the vehicle at a hotel as a business person for the day, drive it around and bring it back to the hotel. So, so many different uses beyond just being a cool consumer vehicle. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, when I'm on your website, along with the Solo, there's also Tofino? Yeah. So the Tofino is a concept right now. We we endeavor, of course, we have ambitions to put more vehicles on the road. But at this point in time, we are focused on getting the Solo on, on the road. And we are focused on executing that plan and being strategic about how we launch and where we launch and making sure that the customer experience is right and that the service side of everything is right too. So that is our main, our main focus right now. But of course, we endeavor to put an elect- electric version of the Roadster on the on the road first, probably. Actually, that will come out before the uh, Tofino in all likelihood. Uh, so that replica 356, we, we are working to electrify that. We've got a few prototypes running around already, but then also down the road to put our own passenger vehicle on the road as well. Yeah, when I look at the sketch of the Tofino, it kind of reminds me of the old 356, but modernized in a way. But I'm excited too about the e-Roadster because I love old Porsche 356s and the idea of a car that's electrified but has that look. Uh, it doesn't have the extreme value of what these old Porsche 356s become where you would never leave it parked anywhere. You can actually use this car and drive it and enjoy it. Top down, quiet. I mean, everything you guys are doing has me really, really excited. But the Solo, this is something very new and unique, and I encourage the listeners to go to the website, check it out. I think it's going to get you as excited as it has me. Uh, and just think about it. I think about my son who lives in San Francisco. This would be an in- insanely perfect car for that city. Small, zippy, gets around. What you guys are doing is absolutely spectacular. So go check it out. Electra Mechanica, two C's, Mechanica.com. I think you're going to love what you see with the Solo. So, Paul, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. 
member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Paul, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for a guy like you. I'm really curious how you can answer this. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Paul be and why? <laughs> I, I would probably, this this would go to what I would want in my garage as well too, right? So it would probably, there's there's a lot of different vehicles that I love. Of course, some of the older Jaguars, right? And um, you know, vehicles like a LaFerrari would be very, very nice to have in my garage as well, right? But I have to tell you that I, I am a McLaren I am a McLaren fanatic, and maybe because I was intimately involved in the P1, the McLaren P1 supercar. Uh, my team in, in Cambridge, while I was working at Ricardo, was involved in working with McLaren as one of their partners to bring that car into production. Very, very exciting car. I love that car, and the reason is it's decisive, it's strong, it makes a statement. And uh, it's an impatient car, right? And um, it's it's all in the details, but I'll tell you what, I love that car, and that's probably what I would want to be. Yeah, I think it describes you well, too, considering uh, what I've learned about you and your history and what you've done in the workplace and so forth and uh, needing to get things done. The P1, oh my, I got to crawl around one of those cars when I was at Esoteric uh, earlier this year at their open house. There was a gentleman there with one. He had a whole bunch of cool cars, but uh, that car, I got to sit in it. It's delightful. Yeah, I can understand why. It is. Nice car. Yeah. Well, Paul, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions. I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that McLaren P1 throttle, which should uh, get us all revved up here. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Details are critical, especially in complex programs or delivering complex programs. Think through all the details because the smallest miss can sink you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. When you think about especially some of the big recall issues like the uh, airbag issue that uh, my BMW had to get replaced. I'm not sure exactly what went haywire there, but oh, my gosh, uh, there's a good example. Something wasn't quite right. So uh, focus on the details. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Empathy. I really try to put myself into the um, into the shoes of either somebody who works for me or with me or into the shoes of a customer. I try to listen, be kind, be measured, understand what they're thinking about. I'm not a micromanager by any means. I like to give people the freedom to expand upon their res- their responsibilities, but at the same time, holding them accountable. Yeah, absolutely. How about a resource? There are so many great resources for us these days. Is there one in particular that's a go-to for you, maybe daily? Every day I live on the trades, right? I mean, of course, I live on trades like Automotive News and Green Car Congress and the like. So I can't say that there's one in particular. I just live on all of the automotive trades and keep up to speed with what's happening. There you go. Great. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry? Living or deceased, who would that person be? 
Well, I'm very fortunate because I've fulfilled that uh, dream, but I, I am an absolute Jay Leno fan. And Jay has been very, very good to me personally over the years. He's been an ardent supporter for me in my role at Ricardo. And I just can't wait to take him and show him what we're doing here at Electromechanica. I want to take him the vehicles. I want to show him the vehicles and get him as excited about the vehicles. Just a great, great all-around person. Yeah, I love his show. And uh, boy, I, I kind of, he's, he's the one guest I have wanted to have on this show forever. He's been very hard for me to get. Someday I'm going to get him to be a guest. Maybe when you see him, you can put in a good word. Uh, I'll put one in a good past. word for you. Well, thanks. I've I've asked that of a lot of people. So maybe one day I'll catch him at the right time, but I would love to have him. Maybe my 2000th guest. That would be a, a good target for me to have. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot wait to watch Dan Leno's Garage and see you, Paul, with the solo on that show. I can see it already in my mind. It's already happened. So I'm sure that will happen for you. Uh, how about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find really uh, encouraging, appealing, uh, educational? Yeah, I mean, I think that you had mentioned the whole history around Intermechanica, but I'm not sure if you're aware there's a book about Intermechanica. So there's a book about Intermechanica. It was written by Andrew McCready, and it is about Frank Reisner, who you know was Hungarian-born, Canadian-educated. He was the founder of the company. And he revolutionized the Porsche replicas in the 356. I just, I think it's a really cool book. I have a copy of that book. Uh, Henry signed it. His mother signed it. Um, we had lost Frank before I was able to get him to sign it. Well, it was produced afterwards, so he couldn't have. But uh, it's a great book. And I encourage people to, uh, if you want a, a history on a guy that was very innovative and the fact that, you know, Frank kind of started as a tuner back in Italy, uh, building uh, stuff for Fiat and modifying cars and then the whole version of coming out to the United States to build cars and then moving to Canada and all the stuff they've done with that brand. It's a really, really interesting read of an innovative guy that just kept plugging along and producing things. I think it's brilliant. I love the part of the story about how he took the idea of the Porsche Speedster and then making a replica and then all the fights he had to do to keep that on the road with Porsche going, nah, you can't use our name and all that stuff. So it's a great book. Absolutely. You can find all these great resources linked on Paul Rivera's show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Just go there and type in Paul Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A, and that page will pop right up. All right, Paul, you talked about a fascinating car, the McLaren P1. Maybe that's the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I kind of call this, I call it a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today and park it in your garage. doesn't matter who owns it or where it is or what it is. I'm going to buy it for you. But there are some rules to this game that you have to abide by. One is you have to drive it. No garage queen. Secondly, you can't sell it to finance your business or a bunch of other things you might want to buy. But here's the kicker. You can only have this one vehicle in your garage as a toy. What's it going to be? Yeah, I think it's it's the P1. I just, maybe because of my personal involvement in that vehicle and the fact that my team was involved, but also because, and I joke about this, I think it's it's subtle beauty, it's elegant. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's certain brands that you see the brand and you know what it is, but true car lovers, you know, they understand what technology is inside of a McLaren, right? And I think that that's why that car is so appealing to me and all the McLaren line is appealing to me. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I'm going to email you a picture of me sitting in that P1 uh, when I was at Esoteric's offices a while back. Uh, Man, you picked a nice car. Just so I get you the right one, do you have a color choice? Yes, I want the yellow one. (laughs) 
<laughs> yellow. Okay. You want to make a statement, a really absolutely. big statement. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, I love it. It's a great car. Well, Paul, you've taken me on a great ride today. This has been really fun to get to know you better. I want to thank you for uh, sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the Arizona desert in that beautiful McLaren P1? I'm going to be right behind you in the solo, though. Yeah, I, I think that um, the one parting piece of, of uh, advice that I would give anybody today is that the that the world is changing. The the automotive industry, the transportation industry in particular, the mobility world is changing. And um, there's just so many new options coming out today. And for us, we think that this is a really, the Solo is a really unique option that will be available starting next year. So I think that it's just to have an open mind, learn more about what we're doing, check out our website. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a lot of phone calls and I can I can share the story with a lot of people and get more and more people into the vehicle. And it's just an exciting time for not just Electromechanica and us, but for the transportation space right now, for the auto industry, really revolutionizing right now. It's incredible. I mean, we're living in a magical time and especially what's happening in the automotive world. Let me real quickly ask you, what markets will the Solo be available in next Yep, it'll be available first in California. So it's we're we're going to be very very strategic about how we launch Mark because we just want to make sure that we we get it right. I've seen others come before us and and haven't had the success right. So I've seen what works, what hasn't. We want to make sure we we get it right. We get the customer side down right. Like I said, the service side down right. So it'll be Southern California first, then probably right, right behind that Northern California, and then the Pacific Northwest. So those are the primary target areas at the first um, at the first part of the launch. So it's coming my way. I'm excited. My kids are down there in Southern California and Northern California, so I'll let them know it's coming. I think it's going to be a great option for them with their commuting uh, that they have to do. Listeners, check it out, electromechanica.com. You're going to be blown away by what you see And I think it's going to get your juices going on the options that are coming next year. Paul, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road in a solo. Yes, you will. Thanks again, Mark, for everything. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking again. You're welcome. Say hi to Henry for me, okay? Will do. All right. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!